Welcome to a new episode of the Sunday Sauce. I'm here with uh, Julio Gonzalez. He owns, founded, engineered tax services. Julio, welcome to my show today. Glad you're here. Yeah, listen, I am so glad to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Um, where are you currently located right now? In Florida? Yeah, West Palm Beach, Florida. 70 degrees today. Wow. Little wind, clear skies. Not too bad. <laughs> that's, that's you know, up here in New York, it's about 36. Uh, wind chill probably makes it about 25. And uh, we're stuck under the uh, democratic rule. I know you're living in freedom down there, so I'm a little jealous. Listen, I thought it was all about the uh, climate control. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm this close to moving to Florida, to be honest. I, I can't take it anymore. Between the laws and the COVID and the, forget it. But um, welcome. Tell us about your company. Uh, you're on the Fortune 500. You've done amazing things. So what, what is Engineer Tax Services all about? Yeah, I mean, what we are about, we work with about 20,000 CPA accounting firms, and we help them help their clients with small business tax credits, incentives, and their clients as well, so individuals. See, we just want to make sure that we're helping CPAs and accounts make sure that their clients, their individuals, are not overpaying on taxes, mm -hmm. so that preserving their wealth to grow their companies, to create a good economy, and, you know, tax is a boring subject. It's not sexy. No. But when we work with their accounts, I know it's not sexy, right? But when we work with their accounts and save the small business owners money, because there's these credits that most people aren't aware of, then that's a good thing. Remember that we see Amazon, we see that in the paper, Microsoft, they don't pay taxes, right? Because they know the tax code very well. Right. All I'm trying to do is level the playing field so that the smaller accounting firms can apply the same tax knowledge and credits for their small business owners it's funny you say that about amazon you bring it up so i don't know if you read like maybe last two years ago uh amazon wanted to come here in long island city queens build a nice big uh you know shipping site or whatever but uh aoc scared them off right and because of the tax credits they were going to receive but so many jobs were going to be created from that what so what 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 is the democrats problem with with tax credits like with businesses because it's the law so it's like it's 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 embedded in the law right like there's you just it's just there right so what's the problem you know in new york has state tax credits and the federal government has right. tax credits but let's talk about new york they had state credits to attract business and the reason they want to use tax credits and give some incentives to a business is to build up that tax base so mm -hmm. think about it with trump had his building in downtown Manhattan. It was vacant. Right. Now, New York gave him some credits to bring that building back to life. What happened? Now, all of a sudden, you're getting property taxes. You're getting payroll taxes. And then the community started to move into that area, right? Remember, mm -hmm. it was vacant there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, they gave out, say, a million dollars in credits. They were getting $10 million in taxes for every year, it was a great investment, right? So the tax credits are about investing in yourself, right. investing in that section. So New York was like, yeah, we're gonna give Amazon some credits to help get some things, the infrastructure in place. But mm -hmm. ultimately we're gonna build up this tax base, not only the tax base that they were gonna create with employment, with their building, with all that, all the other buildings around them, all the homes were going up in value. They were already going up in value until she squashed it, right? Right. And ultimately, what happened? She hurt the tax base there. 
and now you're having to raise taxes. Again, New York, one of the few places that raises tax, taxes during a pandemic. This is true. And not only did she ruin jobs, I mean, she, probably, she didn't know about the pandemic was coming, but those jobs could have been used during the whole pandemic because I'm sure Amazon was booming during the pandemic. They probably couldn't keep up. So, you know, she ruined a lot of people's, you know, jobs because Amazon pays starting at $15 an hour. That's pretty good for someone who's uh, 18 years old or whatever, or doesn't go to college. I mean, it's not pretty good in New York, but it's, you know, whatever. Listen, if you're single. Think about that. I mean, think about that. I mean, imagine they're paying payroll tax, they're paying, you know, social security tax, they're paying taxes to New York. Mm-hmm. That would have been a big win for New York, a mm-hmm. huge win. Mm-hmm. Property taxes, everything would have come up. This would have been a great investment that she squashed because she has no idea about economy, economics, right tax credits. She just thinks, oh, rich people shouldn't get tax credits. Well, someone gave those tax credits to Amazon, DC, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Texas, all these other right, states. Right. And they're they're winning from that. That's why uh when people, you know, keep talking about oh Trump cheated on his taxes, blah, blah, blah. But the the tax laws cheated, as I say. The the tax laws have been in place way before Donald Trump started his business, way before he became president. So I think people need to like really relax with the whole tax talk when it comes to to Donald Trump, because it's it's just beating a dead horse. He didn't make the laws to uh, take advantage of them. It wasn't him. It was different lawmakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, New York gave Donald Trump a bunch of tax credits to bring these buildings back to life, which ultimately was a great investment by New York. It created a much bigger tax base. He took the risk, so he took some tax credits. No one else wanted to go into that area and try to bring back that area of Manhattan. No one, no one Mm. wanted to touch that building that was sitting there vacant, not creating any property tax, any type of taxes. And what a great investment by the city. They enticed Trump to take that risk, to bring it back. He did. Now, listen, he still had a lot of bank debt. He put his own capital in. You know, the credits that he got were very little compared to the overall investment. And ultimately, that paid off in spades. Look at that value of the properties in Manhattan that came up because of that. Those buildings were vacant. Great investment by New York. He took advantage of it. He took the risk. He got the credits. But the taxes that these credits offset, they didn't offset payroll taxes. No. They didn't offset property taxes. They didn't sales tax, hotel tax, meals tax you know, right went for the state of New York when they did that. So as a tax expert, right, you see, like, we go from the Boston Tea Party, where we're just fed up with taxes and this and that, where it's taxes too high. And now we're here in 2022. What happened? Why are we getting killed every single year in taxes? Why, why does this keep happening? Well, yeah, I mean, why do we get keep getting killed with taxes and why did Biden administration want to continue to raise taxes, right? right. They want to create this dependency. They, they basically created more taxes to basically fund basically social distribution. They wanted to mm. fund people staying at home. And what did that do? Created massive inflation because right, right. we had people spending money because they to sit at home and creating this demand. And there was no employees to create the supply, you know, and this was a massive thing. So look, you know, the good thing I know about New York is I was talking to a great real estate investor in New York this morning. And what he said, what's the silver lining is that he was a person that typically was not involved in politics, right? And now he feels compelled to. And, you know, now that you guys have new government in Manhattan and in New York, mm-hmm. 
you know, hopefully he's being involved, he's being influential, he's using his income to help, and he's getting other people involved, and his children are getting involved, and his friends and his employees are getting involved. Now, these are people that were never involved before, but it's gone too far, right? Mm -hmm. It's too far for them. People can't even come into work because of the mandatory vaccines, right? They're walking over people that are injecting their ankles with drugs. His daughters are seeing that. His kids are seeing that. It's mm -hmm. too much. It's gone too far. And hopefully people like that that are going through that, going through it with their children, right, are starting to make an impact and maybe get for a good social change in New York. Well, you would think a place like New York City where you just pay such high, you pay not only pay state tax, you pay city tax as well, right? So you think all these taxes would go to um, homeless, you know, better homeless outreach and all this stuff. But obviously the previous mayor wasted $850 million on a homeless program that he put his wife in charge. Still no, no idea what happened to that money. And there's just more homelessness than ever in New York City. So I don't think this mayor in four years can erase all that homelessness because when Bloomberg was mayor, the city was way less dirty. I got news for you. Oh, no doubt. I mean, listen, Bloomberg did a great job. Giuliani did a great job. Right. Like, and it's hard to erase. And I think, you know, the property owners, the business owners in New York City, they know this is not going to happen overnight, not in four years, but it's going to take time. But where I'm seeing hope and maybe the silver lining in New York is that it's getting people to the edge of the point where they're getting involved. And look, politics starts locally. You have mm -hmm. to get involved locally. You have to support the people that can help turn this around. You got to give that money and influence to help these people. And I have a you know great dedication to the people of New York. What a great city. What a great group of people. I love going to New York. I can't go there now, right? Because you have to have that card to go anywhere. Right. You know, they basically shut down businesses. They're not protecting the people. But I think, I feel like this will get turned around if enough people, you know, have just gone to the point where they have to get involved, good people. So in, in Florida, right? You know, you hear obviously always on CNN, MSNBC, oh, the governor of DeSantis, he's, he's, you know, just doesn't care. People are getting COVID all over the place. But I feel like, you know, you're a resident, obviously. That's not the case, right? Florida is probably flourishing with businesses and real estate, and people are just flocking to Florida. Am I correct? You are correct. We are so fortunate to have a great governor here in the state of Florida. We never shut down. And, no. you know, Governor DeSantis basically said, I want to understand the science. You have to prove the science to me. I'm not going to force these mandatory vaccines. I'm not going to force business shut down. So we never shut down. And it's been business like usual, but it's been better than business than usual because we've had what a great influx of people from New York, correct, from New Jersey, from Pennsylvania that have come down to, you know, join us here and and help us with the economy. I mean, yeah, we've had a bit of inflation ourselves just from that demand of people coming down here. But wonderful people coming down here, people that saw the abuse in the states where you're in and basically couldn't take the abuse anymore. And mm. think about this. So New York raising all these taxes, regulations, people leaving. That's the tax base that paid the bills in right. New York, right? That's right. the people that were paying the taxes. So now New York is saying, hey, we got to raise taxes even more. Well, that's a regression tax against the lower and middle class people. And, you know, and I saw in the survey today, 18 to 34 year olds, 
you know, you would think these guys are highly, highly liberal. In New York, they were saying that it swung to more that more of them are becoming conservative. Right. More of them are seeing that they're, you know, can be an innovator in cryptocurrency and all these things. And basically they're saying, hey, we got to get out of New York too. We can't have this regulation and tax. Good yeah. lesson for New York. So it's funny you say that about the 1834-year-old. So I'm actually a member of the um, New York Young Republican Club, and they're actually seeing a very influx of, of members younger than 35 just, you know, coming over for, to the other side because they're just sick and tired of living their useful years under uh, a lockdown regime. And, they, and you know, they, they, they want to make a change. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, you know. Um I, I just living here now they're talking about another variant. I mean, you can't even go to I went I went to Starbucks the other day just to do a pickup order and just to walk in. There's people dining in there, no masks on eating. And I was told that they're not going to give me my order unless I put a mask on. Meanwhile, there's five or 10 people there dining with no masks on. How does this make any sense? I don't know. You know, and it doesn't make sense. And the politics haven't made sense. And the city is going through a massive devaluation. The buildings are going down, the businesses are going down mm -hmm. and the tax base is leaving, right? That's why we don't have protection there, why we don't have good regulations there. And ultimately, how does New York recover from that? I continue to think to myself, New York is a place I constantly want to visit, right. I constantly want to travel to, and I can't now. And mm -hmm. I'm joined by a consensus of people out there. Of course, of course. Of you know, course, I, so, I, I know people in Florida, Texas, they're like, we're not coming to see you. I have friends there. We don't want to come. We're not getting vaccinated. We can't even go out to eat there. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very it's insane. I don't know how these businesses, well, these restaurants, number one, are going to last because they lost a lot of restaurants just over the two years of the pandemic. And now with this whole, you got to be boosted. You got to show a pass. I mean, it's it's very it's, I, it's very commun communism, if you ask me. It's like a tyranny. I don't, I don't know. So, you know, it, it certainly feels like that. And for what reason? Why is the politics behind the shutdown of business, the regulation, the higher taxes, the basically we're going to move out the wealthy, right? Mm. We're going to move them out and we're not going to have law and order and we're going to devalue all the property, which means lower property taxes, which is the biggest source of revenue in the state of Florida. I mean, New York. And, and think about this when you talk about President Trump, right? State attorney from New York says, we got to see your tax returns. Right. Listen, the building over the accounting office uh, controller for the state of New York, they've had his taxes for 20 years. Right. They review his taxes. They audit his taxes. They're, they and the IRS constantly mm -hmm. they don't find anything or if they do they come to some compromise right because there's not been any uh right you know cr civil or criminal action mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the state attorney convenes 12 people that don't even own businesses and say yeah we'll go get us tax returns now think about this who is going to want to be in business in new york thinking oh my god they can just right. grab my tax returns. i'm being watched and i'm being watched not only am i being watched but I can go in front of a jury and I can be convicted of no crime. The federal government couldn't find it. The New York tax authority couldn't find it. But mm -hmm. somehow the state attorney thinks there's something there. It's preposterous. Well, <laughs> the state attorney has her own problems. You know, she has the whole, you know, Governor Cuomo, obviously, you know about his whole situation. It took her 10 months to even look into 
the whole uh, nursing home t- debacle. Then she was going to run for governor. Then she realized it's going to look bad because she took down Cuomo. So she backed out from there. So uh, I think the state attorney should just relax a little bit and just ride out the rest of her term and just, uh, you know, go into hiding, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, they basically gave Cuomo a pardon. I mean, and, uh, this guy, you know. nothing stuck to him. He's like the Teflon Don of, of governors, man. It's very crazy. Meanwhile, the person that brought back Manhattan, Trump, who took the credits from New York, you know, being persecuted when literally the office next to the attorney general has mm-hmm. had the tax returns for 20 years and had no mm-hmm. issues. Right. Why don't you just go next door and ask why we didn't ever do anything? I mean, I remember last year, the Times came out, the New York Times, which is liberal toilet paper, came out with um, uh, an article how they had they saw Trump's tax returns and they have them. So I'm, I'm still waiting for them to release his federal tax returns, which I believe is illegal to get somebody's federal tax returns. Am I correct? Like if you're a, if you're like don't have the permission of the person, is that even possible? It's illegal and it's illegal for the accounting firm to give them up. And think of the onerous they put on this accounting firm. Now this accounting firm that has its tax returns, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars that they don't have Mm -hmm. to figure out what they have to do or not do with the attorney general's office, with the IRS. And this is just preposterous. I mean, it's unbelievable, the persecution there and the cost to small business. If I was the CPA firm in New York, I'd be like, I don't know that I want to do business here. I mean, Now the attorney general can say, hey, I got to see this client. And I've signed a confidentiality agreement with that client not to give up his tax returns, obviously. Look, you know, Trump didn't want to give not give up his tax returns because of what he reported. He wanted to not give them up because his trade secrets are in there. Right. Right. The way he does business is in there and he's done it at a very high level and he doesn't necessarily want to show people how he used credits to buy hotels and be very successful. Why should he? Why should he give away the trade secrets? I think that was really more of the issue, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. look, he already knows that everyone's seen his tax returns that would have any issues with it. Right. Tax authority in New York, IRS, who else needs to see it? Well, I mean, the people, the, the, the liberals need to see it because they think he's, he's done something so, so wrong that it's going to, it's going to land him in jail. Um, I think what they're really uh, harping on with the whole taxes and the and the, they want to see if um, he paid what's her name the, uh, the 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 prostitute that he allegedly whatever did with if he used his campaign funds to pay her off. I think that's what they're really looking for in there. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think that's one of the things they want to get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't the uh, New York tax authority be able to do a better job than? 12 people on a jury. I, I think, think so. I, mean, I mean, they're experts, right? Yeah. I mean, they're the experts. They're the ones that could audit it. And, and, you know, let's just call it what like Biden administration. I mean, Biden takes all this foreign money. So do his children. They don't report it. Department of, of justice gets involved and finds all this stuff out. But I guess that just got punted well, away because you know. no one talks about that. But now, so you speak about Biden real quickly, this build back better plan. They don't want us to see it. They've been flip-flopping on the taxes, right? Since we're on the tax, um, we're on the tax subject. First, Jen Psaki said, no, it won't raise taxes for the middle class. Then she says, oh, yes, it will the first couple of years. Then it flips to the wealthy people. Why would 
our congresswomen and men want to pass a bill that would raise taxes on the middle class when we're already getting killed in taxes as it is. I don't understand. And who would understand their logic? Ultimately, I think really the fact is they want to raise taxes on the middle class, low class, all classes that pay taxes mm. and create this program to give social you know, giveaways to the mm -hmm. people that aren't working, that continue to not work because of these incentives. They get child tax credits, all these unemployment credits, and ultimately create this class that's dependent on the government. I mean, right. this is you know what happened to my family in Cuba. Mm. It feels very much the same way mm. here in the United States. And listen, no one raises taxes during a pandemic when no. inflation is massive and businesses are just trying to reopen the doors, especially in Manhattan, where they're not even being allowed to do that. So that's not a time to raise taxes. You don't raise taxes during inflation. We have the highest inflation in four decades. So why do they keep using this term transitory? Inflation is transitory, transitory when it's clearly been. I remember um, someone, I forgot his name. He was uh, an expert. Uh, he was like an inflation expert. He was on the news. He was actually on a liberal news channel. He said, if you keep doing stimulus payments, this, this inflation will not be transitory, as they say. And, and, and then they, they told him that he, he didn't know what he was talking about. He's crazy. I believe it was April 2021. And here we are in January 2022, inflation at its all-time high in 40 years. Well, and he was exactly right. I mean, look, Inflation is easy. Supply and demand, right? You have more demand than you have supply. That creates inflation. We have more demand because we paid a lot of people to stay at home and do nothing. They built up this, you know, cash. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in New York, you didn't even have to pay rent, right? I mean, you didn't even have to pay rent. You got rent exclusion mm -hmm. in Manhattan, you know, so the people that own the building take all the risk, have the bank loans, don't even have to get paid rent by the the tenants but so they're getting all this money state of new york federal government and now they're building up this cash they're not working so now we have supply issues right because we don't have enough workforce meanwhile we have demand because we've given out all this money to them to buy these things right and there you go so now you want to do more of the same and think that's going to work and you know we're going to continue to raise taxes to basically take that tax money give more stimulus money to, for people to stay at home right spend it on supplies but no workforce to build the supplies that the people want. It's just crazy. Right. I don't think people understand that when the United States, it's quite simple. When we print money we don't have and pump it into the economy, that causes inflation. <laughs> people don't quite understand that. Uh, they think money grows on trees in the United States of America, but uh, we're in quite the debt with a lot of countries. So I don't think people know that. <laughs> and that's, a, that's a scary proposition when... You know, for any business, right, especially the government, when you can't pay your debt, like right. remember a month ago, we almost didn't get past printing more money to pay right. our own debt. Right. I mean, that was like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and China's sitting on the sidelines here saying, OK, we're ready to, uh, you know, ready to pounce. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Ready yeah. To, yeah. And that's, I, I can't remember. I mean, I'm only 32, but like I can't remember how many like there's been way too many close shutdowns of the government like in the past 10 15 years than i can remember when i was younger am i am i wrong about that i mean uh, like they just keep coming to a shutdown and then all of a sudden boom we're gonna print more money or we're gonna do this we're gonna do that like it's just been more um concurrent than than uh, earlier years that i can remember in my youth i don't know 
Well, we never had this kind of debt, right? right? So you're right. I mean, look, we've had similar situations over the past several years, mm-hmm. but not to this. And, you know, the pandemic created some of that itself, right? I mean, right. Who, who expected that? But now they want to go print more money and, you know, create these inability because they, they didn't get the tax increase passed, right? So, right. gosh, we can't pay our bill now because we didn't raise the taxes. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And that's really the problem. And then they got to go to the government and the government is like, are they going to shut down or print their money? They right. pay, Are they not going to pay themselves? Right. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all it's, about it's, paying themselves first, right? So you, of course you, they're going to pass it. Right, right. You would think a president would just like a competent one, obviously. You don't have confident one would just say, you know what, uh, we need to open this economy up. I mean, I know President Trump was going to do that if he got reelected. We need to open this economy up. No more mandates. It's time. None, none of this, this, this crap. We need to get this country back to being number one because right now, America doesn't look like number one in the world. Would you agree with that? I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, look at this. In one year, the inflation that has created an economic really shutdown here in our country. And what did we do in the first 10 days that the Biden administration took office? They shut down the oil production. Right. That increased, that was one of the biggest taxes on all individuals, right? And remember, that is one of the costs in supplies, right? You gotta get the supplies from here to there to here, you know, massive. And, and why would we trade off shutting down low cost oil to raise taxes, to put money into green solutions that don't work, right? right? Let the private sector figure that out, not the government. Yeah. No, no, and, no. And and here we are. I mean, he tried to do it again with the Build Back Better America plan, $5 trillion to go fund social programs, green energy, climate control. Meanwhile, you guys are having snow, winter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's freezing up here right now. It's not cold. I'm warm, I'll tell you that. It hasn't yeah. been 70 degrees. It hasn't, it's, it's been pretty cold. It snowed the other day. It snowed last week. I mean, so this, this climate change stuff, uh, I, I just can't talk about it because you know, you, yeah. these, these people, no, I know it's just, these, these people are very crazy. Thank God we have some moderate Democrats still left in the house that voted against this bill. So this build back broke bill that we don't have to uh, worry about it. Hopefully it's dead in the water. So we could just leave that at that. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, agree with you there. So I know um, we got a little bit amount of time, but last question: Everyone always wants to know: Do you actually? Is there a law that you actually have to pay taxes? Do you have to pay your taxes in America? Well, I certainly there's a tax code that requires people to pay taxes, right? With the tax code becomes tax law, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that's how it is in the United States. It's obviously based on the code that we have. So, yeah, there's no tax law that says you're, you know, unless you're a nonprofit, right, <laughs> avoids taxes. Now, you know, most people make under the amount of wages to pay taxes, right? So mm-hmm. some people get refunds. I mean, a lot of people do get refunds, right? Ultimately, you know, it's geared towards the middle class and upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's no law that says you can't pay unless you set up a nonprofit and you know, come up with some special rules. Some, some kind of crazy uh, loophole, then you can figure it out. Yeah, because I, I always see these crazy cases where guys get out of paying taxes because they argue there's no law technically, but there's a tax code. 
So it's like a gray area and sometimes they win, sometimes they don't win. So that's why, you know, everyone well, always asks that question. I would say about 90% of those people are in jail. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. They get through, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Julio, where can we find you? Where can we go if we want to hire you? Where do, where do we go on the socials? Yeah, juliogonzalez.com. Um, you know, we put out daily tax tips there to help everyone. Like we, we want to give advice to you, your accounting firm, so that you preserve your wealth, keep a little bit more money in these trying times. I think the best thing that we did during the pandemic is generate, you know, billions of dollars in refunds for small businesses that kept those doors open, right? And kept them at the ability to uh, retain employees and fight, you know, for another day. So, right. you know, look us up at juliogonzalez.com and uh, you can always reach out to us if you have any questions. Always, we're happy to give free advice to help you, you know, I mean, listen, our bottom line is let's help the economy. And that starts with the small business center. Amazing. Well, Julio, thank you for your time. And uh, I hope you enjoy sunny Florida. I'll be freezing up here in New York for the rest of January. All right. We'll enjoy Florida and we look forward to, and, and first of all, we're thankful that be on your show. I'm thankful you came. And uh, when I come down to Florida, I'll look you guys up. Look forward to it. Thank you.